What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Well, you silly fools are not crazy! This hysteria. You can't handle the truth! Truth! This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's a lie. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in, Hysteria Nation, to the podcast that's never suffered through sleep paralysis. We enjoyed it. This is Hysteria 51. Your play on words is about as much fun as a dinner party with Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, well, your shitty metaphor response is as outdated as your motherboard. Anyway, we are broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago. My name is John Goforth, and alongside to unpack this curious case is the languid logic of Mr. Brent Hand. Mm, Thanks, John. Uh, And can I just kick off the show today by telling you I'm nervous. Well, nervous. I have that effect on meat sacks. You do, and in this case, it's actually, well, it is your fault. Tell me more. Uh, John, remember a couple weeks ago back when he said he was an influencer and was going to release a series of kids' toys? Uncle Conspiracy Bots Fun Time Toys. Oh, boy, yeah, yeah, I remember. Oh, well, this morning he brings me up to his room to show me the rest of the, I I don't know what you call it, lineup or or whatever, and, well, instead of me describing it, I'm just, it's not going to do it justice. I'll let him... I'll let him take you through it. So glad you asked, Brent. I just happen to have our spring collection here with me. One second. Uh, for those of you who are not on this Zoom, oh, uh, he just opened his ventral access panel and, and see about this better not be uh, another hang low situation. No, no, no. I, I actually think this one might be worse. First up today, I have for you the chimney wagon wheel swing. Again, for those unable to see what uh, what you what we're seeing, uh, it looks to be your average grappling hook. I would say, um, also a term I never thought I would use regularly before meeting Seabot. You're welcome. Anyway, a grappling hook with a rope tied to it, and what looks to be a small wagon wheel. Uh, wait, wait a second, Seabot. Are you you're not going to tell kids to throw a sharp metal grappling hook above their heads to set this up, are you? Heavens no. I'm telling them to climb on their roof and install it manually. It's for ages four and up, so the instructions will be more pictures than words. Notice how long this rope is? Yeah, it's like five feet. Oh, wait. Wait a second. Seabot, you want kids to swing around their chimney while anywhere from, I don't know, 15 to 30 feet off of the ground? Or the kid who has everything but a good time. Or a broken clavicle, but okay, okay. Other than insanely, other than how insanely bad this idea is, Seabot, why do you think people would pay money for it? It's literally frayed rope and a shitty old wagon wheel. Oh, well, I thought about that too. This is the best part, or, or I guess worse, depending on how you feel on that. It's all about the marketing, John. I learned that with bot juice. Yeah, I gotta have a catchy hook. Seabot's chimney. Swing. I just threw up in my mouth again. Oh, uh, <laughs> why? Not a fan of the song? Not that's not it at all. I'm just thinking about the fucking lawsuits. I love Hootie. I actually do too, and it's Darius Rucker. No clue who that is. Just love saying the word Hootie. All right. <laughs> Enough out of your robot. We'll get to the rest of this lineup another day. We got more important things to tend to, John. 
and it involves money. It does. It does involve money, and not money for shitty toys that are going to kill children. Right. And also, we're not getting paid for sleep paralysis. Probably money for shitty booze that's going to kill us. <laughs> <laughs> Without further ado, for real, welcome in Sebastian. Uh, I now, I in my heart, I want to say Tekken, but you told me that's that's not the right name. But I still want to call you Tekken. But Tekken, Tekken, Tekken name, Tekken. I still I wish it was taken. I, I'm, I'm telling you right now, I, you know, you'd have my my undying love if, if, if I could call you Tekken just because that's my game. John and John, I actually own John's old Tekken 4 uh, arcade game. You mean Tekken 4? Tekken 4. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I, uh, I, uh, I, God, I had that. I bought that thing in, I, I want to say 2003. Yeah, he, um, had, he had movers move it and they just cut all the cords inside that go from the, <laughs> those aren't important yeah and so i had to go through and rewire the whole thing but yeah you just he paid them to move it and they just go yeah that works snip 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 and what's funny is they had the connectors for all the wiring harness that were there they just cut them on the opposite ends of them wow. so that's fun <laughs> but welcome welcome into the show enough about Tekken. uh sebastian deacon can we talk about so paul much. phoenix a little please oh yeah, that's my boring. guy that's my guy. Yeah. So yeah, before the show, you said that Harang is is based on you. Uh, oh yeah. I, I took four no years of taekwondo and I almost got to yellow belt. Well, you know, not to brag. Uh, not to. <laughs> well, it says that in Harang Harang's profile. Um, almost got to yellow belt. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We have the same blood type too. I don't know if you ever played the PlayStation one, but it gave you the full details of the blood types for everybody. It was pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> just in case you're wondering, he's that's a level of owner. detail that is just not necessary on a on a two player fighting game. Oh no, it worked because in science class we had to do ironically like something to do with blood. So I was like, I, I pulled out my little uh, game and I, I started using that. <laughs> I too have a booklet with all of John and Brent's blood types, allergies, phobias, etc. <laughs> that makes sense actually when you think or well, it, an in, unfortunate a, in a few different ways. Yeah. Yeah, so Sebastian, you are joining us via Patreon. Uh, so uh, thank you. First off, uh, uh, second off, what's wrong with you? <laughs> uh, you know what? This is this is my time to uh, be the most famous I'm ever going to get. So it, it was worth it. You poor son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Today I'm lucky. <laughs> uh, so how long have you been listening to the show? Um, I think a couple of years now. Um, I found it on what's that place called Google Play when it was actually a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I was oh, looking yeah. for some sort of um, like paranormal podcast, something that talked about you know stuff along that line. Mm-hmm. And I found your podcast, and I started from episode one. Uh, it's wow. very raw. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, no, it was before Seabot's upgrade. So, <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's it's funny. People go, "Oh, I just started listening to your show." I'm like, "Oh, great!" And they go, "Yeah, I started on episode one." I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> don't do it to yourself." You're in a shock. Although that is that, it, it's funny. We always say that, and that that's also kind of uh, operating under the assumption it's gotten better, uh, which I would argue it is not. The in, in sound, a lot of I, will, I will, I <laughs> will. Yeah, the sound quality guess. is better. You're right about that. You're right about that. The the uh, the content, on the other hand, we have two potatoes. I, I mean, as long as one thing improves, I think you're doing good. Audio is better. Sebastian, I have to say this. I've never seen you. You could. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think when we think people sound like other people, a lot of times it has to do with visuals. Um, so I've not seen you, but you sound just like the actor that plays uh, Greg on Succession. 
I forget the actor's name. Shit, uh, they're on to you. This guy better be handsome. Uh, do, do, do you do, do you guys watch the session at all? Oh, it's Ron Howard's it. brother. No, <laughs> <laughs> it is not. It is not. Uh, what is his name? Uh, um, I am actually looking right now. Ron Howard, Clint, Clint Howard, Clint Howard. Yeah, it's not Clint Howard. No, uh, do you guys? But do you guys watch the session at all? No, I don't even know what that is. Okay, so it's a it's an HBO drama. Uh, it's uh, there's a couple seasons under its belt. Um, it's like a uh, there's like this patriarch of a family that's I, I think it's supposed to be loosely based on uh, or not loosely based. It's like a it's a uh, fictional take on a story that might be similar to the real world. Uh, it's like case, the Hammers, uh, Army Hammers family, uh, I believe is is um, what you know the guy Army Hammer, yeah, the actor. Well, his family uh, were like oil baron tycoons with ties to the russians and communists and stuff oh really yeah like his uh, i was just reading of the downfall of army hammer and they're talking about how that show is like, like just based on drink part of his blood or something on part of his uh family's true background i've never seen the show but i just I thought literally it was, uh, read that yesterday oh that's funny i didn't know that uh, i thought it was rudolph murdoch but uh, well, I'm, I'm sure it's, it's an amalgamation of a bunch. It, it, of you're them. right. That that that's a really good point because it's not it's not uh, all one thing. Obviously, it's a fictional thing. Right. But there's a so there's the there's the there's the patriarch of the family, and there's all these kids and nephews and whatever. And one and this little uh, this this one character, um, I looked it up. His name is Nicholas Braun. Is the actor? He plays Greg Hirsch. Um, he is. Uh, uh, well, I won't. I won't get into the show, but it's a great show. So, the, the, and uh, highly recommend it. And um, that's all to say, Sebastian, you sound like that dude. <laughs> Sounds pretty awesome. Well, you're, it's also nice to see a Sebastian that's not British. I f- figured I'd have to call you like Lieutenant or something like that. Yeah, or a or a crab. I mean, <laughs> I mean you, you, you didn't ask if I was British or a crab, so that's true. Or actually, it'd be a lobster, wouldn't it? Ah, uh, I guess it is lobster, which I had last night, and I think it may have Ooh. gave me food poisoning. Oh no. Oh shit! My wife but it's uh, gone said now. she had lobster last night too. Where the fuck are you right now? Because uh, she's, <laughs> she's on quote unquote vacation. Uh, yeah. Why do I hear seagulls in the yeah. background? <laughs> uh, Speaking of seagulls, Brent, we have a topic that Sebastian picked today. Yeah, yeah. Now I got to ask you. We'll, we'll get into the why. But was, a bad uh, transition, was there a specific reason for sleep paralysis or was in, you know, or is this just something you've always wanted to talk about? Would, well, would it's been least? something. Yeah. I, well, it's been something that I haven't really looked into until the recently. And that's because I've messaged you guys. Mm-hmm. But the reason that it, I, you know, I've always been interested in it is because that I've experienced it for quite some time. Mm, well, so, I almost said nice, but then I had to bite my tongue. Because it, when, it's not nice. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so when we end the episode saying, yeah, ultimately, uh, we hear a lot of people talking about it, but it's fake. It's not real. Um, <laughs> like uh, you know, how are you going to feel about that? <laughs> oh, I'm just totally going to agree with you guys. Yeah, it's totally fake. Yeah, I've never <laughs> without further ado let's go ahead and let's get into the topic then and oh. we're gonna talk hey wait 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 hold on uh, i have one thing i wanted to say before we jumped sure, into this podcast sure, sure, sure. Uh, with the subject i know that like when you first started you guys drank a lot before the episode uh-huh and i mean now you're not doing that and for me yes, i quit drinking for we're good not. <laughs> yeah, we're not. no I, I quit drinking for good oh, so i feel like this would be a good time to mention it why why'd you go drinking for good well because now i drink for evil yeah, stop it <laughs> <laughs> great choices i've made in life 
P.S. Sebastian, you still owe me for that last batch of bot booze. <laughs> I'm sure his money's on the way. Uh, well, Sebastian, I... at, at minimum, you're good at making friends. I will say that. Oh, perfect. You, you know your audience, at least. Uh, uh, you, if you can befriend Seabot, you're you're doing something right. Well, or something very wrong. I, I suppose it depends on, on what, what side of that coin you want to fall hold on. Hold up, hold up, hold up. He can't hear me right. No, no, he, he won't hear this, I promise. I'm not his friend, I just want his money, or soul. Preferably both if I'm being honest with myself. That's, okay, yeah, that's, um... Wait, wait, hold on, what just happened here? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we're cutting out. <laughs> oh, okay, I see, I see. Uh, sleep paralysis. Now, it's like, he, he, technology doesn't actually work that way, right? Right. Okay, anyway. So sleep paralysis, kids, I, I wanted to get to the heart of the matter here. I wanted the real definition and we're a paranormal ghost and all that stuff i wanted to get the scariest place on earth for the definition that is the scariest that, fucking that is the scariest oh my god so i i uh i felt a, a small lump on my clavicle uh let me just let me just go to Web WebMD, you know, 30 minutes later, you're just, you know, sweating in, in, in the fetal cancer. position. Wait, what? <laughs> Obviously, the D in WebMD stands for death. Yes, so that's it's right. true. Uh, Seabot, hit us with WebMD's sleep paralysis definition. Word. Sleep paralysis is a feeling of being conscious but unable to move. It occurs when a person passes between stages of wakefulness and sleep. During these transitions, you may be unable to move or speak for a few seconds up to a few minutes. Some people may also feel pressure or a sense of choking. Sleep paralysis may accompany other sleep disorders such as narcolepsy. Narcolepsy is an overpowering need to sleep caused by a problem with the brain's ability to regulate sleep. So that all sounds terrible and I can't even imagine going through it. There, I've, heard, I've heard more than one person say, say to another who has had sleep paralysis, I know they say it's horrible, but I'm jealous of you. I uh, unequivocally am not jealous of anyone who experiences sleep paralysis. Well, I worship you through. They they actually have a, a name for the the disorder or the issue you're going through, atonia, uh, which the the shortness of that is muscle no worky. It's kind of what it means. Like you just lay in there and you can't move. And the other big one. Now we're going to break down all this a lot, but the other big one that comes in with this, and I think is a key player hallucinations occur not all the time but a lot of the time and that is a i think that's why a lot of people go i'm jealous because they didn't have to eat or drink or smoke something to uh, have that happen but it's a little bit terrifying when you're going through it i mean who doesn't want a demon right next to you while you can't move amen <laughs> right <laughs> i mean standards you know i i want my demons right next to me that's how brent that's how brent described his prom night i don't know um... i want my demon right next to me oh you do care <laughs> this is a, a newish way to describe something people have been uh, writing about, talking about, experiencing for centuries, and that is nighttime attacks by ghost demons and aliens. When you talk about sleep paralysis, those are kind of the key players that that people bring up. And I say newish, but the first clinical description of sleep paralysis was published in 
the way back year of our Lord, 1664, in a Dutch physician's case histories. I'm from Holland. Isn't that weird? (laughs) Which is, by the way, is always where I go for any medical publications. 1664, Holland. Yeah. Uh, It was referred to as incubus or the nightmare. Now, nightmare is a word or a we think of nightmare as having a nightmare but a lot of people called this the nightmare and that's one of the the things we're going to hear about a lot here's a quote from that journal in the nighttime when she was composing herself to sleep sometimes she believed the devil lay upon her and held her down sometimes she was choked by a great dog or thief lying upon her breast so that she could hardly speak or breathe and when she endeavored to throw off the burden she was not able to stir her members. And while she was in that strife, sometimes with great difficulty, she awoke of herself. Sometimes her husband hearing her make a doleful, inarticular voice. That's fun. I got to tell you, I am not happy when my wife is unable to stir members. That's just how I live my life. I don't know if you're married or not, Sebastian, but that's just one of my my creeds. (laughs) I'm, I'm not married. I used to be engaged, but not anymore. Oh, well. That sounds like a show in and of itself. That's next. That's next on Donahue. Coming up after the break. (laughs) Uh, I I, I just made a reference that I'm not even old enough to get. Donahue? I I said that's next on Donahue. (laughs) Thanks, Sally, Jesse, Raphael. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, but that is one hell of a turn of phrase, Brent. Uh, Jokes aside. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So let's let's define those those two quick terms, incubus and succubus. Incubus and succubus are virtually the same thing, Mm -hmm. except for an incubus is the male version. Succubus is the female version, Mm -hmm, if I'm correct. mm -hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. So this nightmare incubus succubus concept, they they say, they being historians, that is descended (laughs) from belief in an entity called Lilith. Now, if you've watched any... A vampire movie in the last decade, they seem to all want to latch on to that Lilith concept. In history, though, the earliest reference... And Frasier. Yes. The earliest... wonder if that Thank was you. on purpose. Yeah. Be here all week. The earliest reference to Lilith is found in the Sumerian King's List of 2400 BC. The name on there was Lilithu, or She-Demon. She bore children from her nocturnal unions with men. So she would rape men, the She-Demon, just to have demon babies. Now, that's just one version. How my brother was born? Maybe so. <laughs> I'm pretty sure John was born similarly. In that, wasn't that the story Pat Pap used to tell you? Uh, no, no. So my, here's what happened. My uh, my ship arrived here on Earth uh, a long, long time ago, and um, uh, it was in the middle of a cornfield. The, the, uh, it was in Kansas. Our planet's uh, dying. Yeah, son. That's why we got to send you away. We're, the, the world's dying. <laughs> the whole world's dying. That's it. That's the ticket. Stupid baby. <laughs> So uh, uh, it, uh, they they also appeared in modern Middle Eastern maternity wards. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, they in the form of an amulet of uh, of Lilith for, for protection. Give me the amulet, you bitch! Well, the one that I, I'm familiar with is a lot of people have talked about how she was Adam's first wife, Lilith, and she was just like, fuck this shit, I'm out. And they're like, well, that's not good. So they they made her into a demon, you know, who prayed on women during childbirth. And then he goes, let's try again with Eve. 
And uh, that's how that worked out. <laughs> Literally, that's one of the fucking. And I think that's where the a lot of the vampire stories about Lilith, Lilith comes from. Is she's like this biblical, right. you know, thing, real salt of the earth type broad. You know, just the kind you want to take home to meet mom. And she's like, "Haven't we met?" You're like, "Oh shit," you know. Anyway, that old chestnut. Yeah, yeah. But scientists have stepped in as they're one to do and ruin a good story. And today, the clinical cause, they say, uh, responsible, surprisingly isn't a biblical demon uh, that is causing these disturbances in sleep, but it's sleep paralysis due to unsuitable timing of REM sleep. That's kind of fucking lame. Uh, She-demon <laughs> sounds so much better. The visitation's a she-demon to me, other than your REM sleep isn't working very well. Hell yes. They should have just called it, the scientific name is she-demon. Yeah, they can name shit whatever they want. Why not have some fun with it? Stupid scientists. <laughs> if you remember from last week, we learned about Hellmouths. Uh, these she-demons come out of Hellmouths. Mm, well, <laughs> I was going to make a real bad joke about Hellmouth, but I'm just going to keep going. Uh, so during the <laughs> quote-unquote nightmare episode or period, the sleeper becomes partially conscious during REM sleep. That's what they say, they being scientists, leaving the individual in a state of between dream and wakefulness and that is when all sorts of shenanigans in your brain happen now they break it down even further and they say there's two types of sleep paralysis one is isolated sleep paralysis and that is an episode uh it's not connected to an underlying diagnosis of an issue like narcolepsy or a neurological disorder that prevents the brain like we said from properly controlling the way you sleep and that can lead to sleep paralysis the other is recurrent sleep paralysis and that involves multiple episodes over time so it's either i had one i don't have narcolepsy i don't know why or i have them all the time and it's probably related to insert blank now i think probably the isolated would be more terrifying just because you don't know it's happening right you know, if it was just a one and done, you'd be like, holy shit, I don't know. John, you've never experienced it, have you? Well, uh, so I have I have uh, experienced a version. Uh, not, um, let, let me, I'll just explain. I had surgery a while back. And uh, so, and this is known to happen with surgery. Um, your, you know, your anesthesia wears off and, but part of it wears off and the other part doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's got multiple effects and mine did. I was still, I was, I still had the tube down my throat. I was still intubated. Um, and, uh, it, it wore off to where I could not, but it, it was still in effect where I couldn't move. I couldn't move a muscle. So I was a conscious, I was aware, I was aware that I was intubated. And whenever you're intubated and you're conscious, it feels like you just got to yank that thing out. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's all you want to do. And I couldn't move my arms to do it. And I'm sure this was a, a, a period of five seconds of wakefulness or, you know, um, but I remember it like it was an eternity and, and then eventually I woke up and I remembered it. I actually remembered the experience. I, I think that a lot of that happens, that happens a lot of the time. And I think you don't remember it because of the effects of the anesthesia. And I, you know, I told the surgeon about it after and he's like, yeah, unfortunately, you know, it's, it's an art, not a science. I'm like, that's good to hear. <laughs> that's why it's going to practice. To <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, you're going to die later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it was, and the reason I said a version of that, that was, we know why exactly why that happened, and that was the drugs not working the right way. But even even in my limited, I know the exact reason it happened way because it, it's obviously it's a lot more terrifying to not know why th something happens. 
that was still scary. Right. So I can't imagine what it's like in the like out in the wild where you don't know why it happened or keeps happening. Sebastian, have you ever had any any surgeries or anything like that where you had to have been put under? I have, yeah. A few of them. Well, so me too, and I have a problem, and I, I know John and I have talked about this. I wake up during them a lot. Unfortunately, I don't I am able to move and I was intubated on that one and I tried to pull the shit out and I collapsed both my lungs. <laughs> Jeez. So that's fun. I was in the, that was when I had my uh, gallbladder. Yeah. And uh, I was in the ICU for 11 days when I, after that, when it's supposed to be like an outpatient surgery. So those are fun. Hey, but you've never had an issue with waking up or anything like that during those? No, I slept like a baby and they took longer than they were supposed to. So you had a good anesthesiologist. Yeah, I sure did. Or good drugs. One of the two. Here we go. They go hand in hand. They go hand in hand. <laughs> Doctors talk about this a lot. When you look online, you try to find the uh, the the reasons why they say most likely it's it's going to occur during adolescence. And we said this, but you know it's a few seconds. Like John, you go. It felt like an eternity. It's probably five seconds. Um, they can actually last for a few minutes. And when asking what causes it, they say a lot of it is stress, jet lag, sleep deprivation. People that have panic disorders could do it. Yeah, on the uh, and on sleep deprivation, that is many doctors point to that one as a a pretty reliable way to trigger it. If you're if you have one that's triggerable, wow. uh, sleep deprivation that'll get you uh, often. There's other stuff. Then we said narcolepsy. There's there's no surprise here that um, you know sleep conditions are tied together and part of the same part of the brain and and mm-hmm. uh, interrelate to one another 20 to 40 percent depending on on the study um, of people with narcolepsy also suffer from sleep paralysis similar number 20 to 40 percent of people with narcolepsy also suffer from something called vivid hypnagogic hallucinations say that again and what was that vivid- again <laughs> vivid hypnagogic that hypnagogic you wrote it down uh, in the notes and i see it uh, hypnagogic that is a new word to me so uh, I'll, I'll explain the difference there's there's hypnagogic and there's hypnopompic and You're such uh, a the difference pompic is it one the of them a street is, fighter move yes yes <laughs> hadouken hadouken hypnagogic 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 <laughs> Psycho crash. The, the, the difference here, though, is is actually really straightforward. Wait, time out. Fuck Street Fighter. Tekken all the way. All right, you can keep going. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a Mortal Kombat guy myself. Um, I'm just saying. Anyway, hey, John right, actually so, pitched uh, hi- Tekken tick, tickle tag a few years ago, but no one wanted to buy it. I wasn't really into it either. Keep going, John. Hypnagogic me is happens when it, you are falling asleep. Hypnopompic, hypnopompic uh, means when you're waking up. Oh, so, okay, okay. And that's then you have hallucinations. You have hallucinations. But this is a this. You don't have to have sleep paralysis to have hallucinations. They just can often go hand in hand when they're not accompanied with sleep paralysis. They're called vivid hypnagogic hallucinations. If you're falling asleep, hypnopompic if you're waking up. Well, the other one that, that we talked about was sleep onset REM periods. And one thing to keep in mind is you don't just fall asleep and then you're in your sleep cycle all night long. They cut they ebb and flow. You're in and out of your REM sleep all night long. And some people don't go into those correctly. Right. And that, and that triggers it. 
Yeah, that's the problem. So a lot of doc, like, uh, to be clear, with sleep paralysis, they have no definitive answer as to why it happens. Even today, they they have no. But most doctors are like sharks circling around one reason, um, and it's also kind of like they know, even if they know the reason, causing that reason can also be challenging. But it's it's what you just said, Brent. It's sleep onset REM period, and and it, what it is is an abnormally rapid transition from wakefulness to REM sleep. So see, so you're kind of skipping that non-REM REM sleep you mentioned, Brent. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 so you have this non-REM sleep you, when you're kind of lightly asleep that kind of tra- transitions you softly into REM sleep. And I like to be uh, transitioned rapidly into REM. Just skip all that. Uh, that's well, that's what this is. Trauma, though, I think so. it's uh, sleep onset uh, REM periods. It means as soon as you fall asleep, you're in REM. Yeah. They, they actually, it's actually an ac- acronym. It's a, called a SORM. Um, and, uh, and it's a, it's, it, it, they think that this is pretty much the reason sleep paralysis happens. Wow. Wow. And uh, when they talk about it, there's a lot of the, the key checkoffs that they're, you know, you're going to, the inability to move or speak, that's the essential thing. And there may not be, but there also might be hallucinations. And it's it's not physically harmful, but people have died mainly because of the stress of it. They've talked about overseas, large populations that that lock into this paranormal aspect of it have died of like heart attacks. That I'm going to pretend you didn't say that dying in sleep paralysis. Oh my god! Well, because you don't actually think like you know, Joe Boo from Major League is coming to eat you or something like that. But well, and a big thing that, that's kind of tie into it: hallucinations. They're not just. I mean, they're, they're all over the place, auditory, visual, sensory. It's, it's crazy. There's kind of three categories they put into it. There, there's the intruder there. People say there's sounds of doorknobs opening, shuffling footsteps, a shadow man, or a sense of a threatening presence in the room. Then you got the incubus slash succubus, this feeling of pressure on the chest. You have difficulty breathing with, you know, you almost feel like someone's got a pillow on you. You're being smothered strangled or sexually assaulted by a malevolent being instead of a uh, benevolent being, I guess. Uh, The individual believes they're about to die. And then there is vestibular motor, a sense of spinning, falling, floating, flying, hovering, uh, out-of-body existences, shit like that. Fuck that noise. All of those sound terrifying as well brent that's rude you called the incubus or the intruder hallucinations what if they're real well they see that's where incubus and succubus get a bad rap what if they are real (laughs) well the band certainly is Uh, yeah Um, right yeah incubus what was their song do you remember I say oh, song. Uh, I'm sure there's. Yeah, they had they had, they had a lot of them. Um, they were they were a pretty pretty popular band in the, what like the late nineties. I would say early two thousands, right? Uh, Drive. Wish you were here. Dig. Pardon me. I'm sure I know. Wish you were here was probably. The, I probably yeah. know all those, but they're not ringing a bell. Uh, I definitely I could sing. Uh, I wish you were here, but you I could. wouldn't do that to any of you. I tell you what. On that note, before he starts singing, let's go to bed. Oh my God! Let's go. Let's to- what? <laughs> what hey, listen, here? man. Morning, dude. <laughs> oh, let's go to break. Is there a- Brent, is there a new Patreon level I'm unaware uh, of? Yeah, you guys get to watch <laughs> me have a sleep paralysis episode. We're gonna go to break and come right back with more <laughs> Hysteria 51. I'm concerned. 
Nation, what difficulties did you have with learning a new language in school or whenever you did it? Did you do it through textbooks or did you try to use some weird online thing? I know I took two years in high school and two years in college and I knew nothing. And that's because I wasn't using something like what we have been blessed to have as a longtime sponsor and we use it. Rosetta Stone, they're the most trusted language learning program, and it's available on desktop or as an app. And the reason why I enjoy doing it, it immerses you in the language you want to learn instead of just being silly drills and a class you can sleep through. (laughs) I definitely use it. I I think it's really cool how they have the speech recognition program on there. It gives you the feedback on the pronunciation. Are you making fun of me because I can never do that? That's what you're getting at right now. (laughs) It's like, what are you trying to do? Do it right. (laughs) Uh, but it is really cool. They've got all kinds of lessons. You can do it uh, offline. You don't even have to be online for it. That is great because it's right there in your pocket or at your home and you can do it. You got 15 minutes. Let's go to town. Let's do it. You know, and mm-hmm. it's amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages available for any trips. You need language in life. You need to brush up on stuff. Maybe you just met a girl or a guy or a non-binary and they're from uh, somewhere else. Somewhere, you know, who knows? Well, if they're in the one of the 25, Rosetta's going to work for you. And <laughs> you get lifetime access to all of that. And there is a 50% offer. So it is a steal. So don't put off learning language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Hysteria 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for that 50% off that I just told you about. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, a today. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Lieutenant Sebastian, I have questions. You said you suffer from sleep Lobster. He's a lobster. Uh, Lobster. (laughs) Crab people, crab people. Name Sebastian. Um, Yeah. Or dolphin. Tell us about it. What's your experience? How did you experience it? Do you still experience it? When did it happen? Fill fill in the blanks. I'll try to fill in the blanks. When I was a kid, like around five, you know, around I guess adolescence, whatever the age that is, I'm assuming that's the age I would wake up. And for like a split second, I was kind of frozen and there would be something standing or like just a head floating next to me. And I always thought that was just weird. Like, could you make out the details of the head? It would start out really detailed and then like seconds would go by and it would just slowly vanish. Its name was Zordon and it would say Rangers. (laughs) Rita is attacking whatever I, I even emailed disney they didn't even accept it <laughs> he he would open his eyes and say mecca lecca high mecca hiney that is all joking aside terrifying you're waking up you can't move and there's a head floating fuck that it, it was pretty bad but that 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 went away i mean and then around when i was like 21 years old i would get them weekly and i did not know what they were and I would be frozen. And it started off like I was frozen. I can't move. And it was like a couple minutes. Awful. Started off, no hallucinations. And then eventually the hallucinations would come. 
and there'd be like demons, ghosts, aliens, dragons, you, you name whatever the heck is going to scare you. Then they would, or snakes would be crawling on me. Whoa. It was the worst. So you saw a lot, like you, you just listed three, four or five different types of things, you know, snakes, demons, dragons, yada, yada. Did you see all of those? I saw all of them and they would be, they wouldn't be at the same time, but they would be like, I've had like a witch or like something would crawl out of my wall and it was terrifying. Holy fuck. Oh yeah. fuck. Like the ring. Yeah. Something like that. And but you are masturbating against Sebastian. Oh shit. It's real. It's real. I, knew it. <laughs> I feel like, I feel like if I saw something crawling out of the wall, that'd be bad enough, but wouldn't it make it 10 times worse if it moved like the, girl in the ring did right that, oh. that jerky weird movement and then have it look at your face directly like it's literally inches away and you can't move the only thing scarier would be if like prince was in your room <laughs> just standing there staring at you and like pink well, considering he's been dead for a couple of years that that would be frightening <laughs> well, yeah. yes i told you i saw ghost obviously it was prince i was watching the uh if you ever guys ever watch tales from the tour bus and they're talking about with morris day meeting prince when they were kids he's like i, I go into the band press and there's this guy just in the corner staring and every time they'd show it they'd play like spooky music and zoom in on him. he goes it was like three months before he spoke to me that was prince as a kid he goes he had that scary weird shit on lock <laughs> since he was a kid <laughs> you know and he's like he's like four foot nine and just fucking staring at you <laughs> <laughs> so do you still suffer from them um yeah i would say i it went from when like i said like it's around the 20s it was like weekly like a couple times a week then it went to a couple times a month now it's like a couple times like every like four months i'll probably have two or three but the how old are you uh 28, 28. so as it's so de- so it's been back know, for seven years. D- diminishing returns, yeah. so one yeah. might say. So there's been some weird ones. Like the, the worst one I ever had, which I don't even know if it's still sleep paralysis or like a weird vivid dream, but I was in sleep paralysis and I was like, okay, I have to beat this because obviously they terrified me. So I was like, I'm going to completely relax. And I just took one deep breath in and one deep breath out. And as soon as I took my deep breath out, it was like my or whatever, my soul, whatever you want to call it, was sucked right out of my body and shot into the sky. And I was looking above my house like Google Maps. And then it shot down to the road. And then I used to walk all the time, like walk a couple miles. It shot through the exact path I always took when I took my walks. And then it just suddenly stopped. And it was, you ever see uh, Evil Dead or that zoom in thing? Yeah, that zoom thing. It was just like that, except for through uh, that little valley I always went through. It stopped in front of a tree. And then I have no control of the camera view. I guess you could call it that. And then it slowly went to the right. And then it's it turned out it was taking a leak. <laughs> right. I wish. No, look down. And then in the bushes, I saw my cut up dead body. Whoa. And as, soon as, oh. I, as soon as I recognized it was me, it shot in reverse into the exact same path back over the house and, you know, through the trail and then shot down back to my room where I was sleeping. And I woke up like, and then I was like sitting up. It was Man, nuts. People lick all sorts of trees and figs and ferns and shit just to try to get those experiences. And here you are getting them for free. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> I don't think it's cocaine. <laughs> but See, uh, but you're not sleeping if you're on cocaine. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd be more awake. Maybe I should have. That's how I avoid sleep paralysis. But one thing you mentioned, it obvi- well, what you mentioned led to something far worse, seeing your dead body. One of the things that I read, I read when, when researching this was that some people say like there, there are some people that uh, suffer from sleep paralysis that say they've kind of got a, uh, a handle on it. And what I mean by that is they can, they can pull themselves out of it. There's vivid dreamers say that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And one of the techniques they say is 
um, instead of trying to uh, uh, you're trying to get your whole body up at once, because what do you want to do if you think there's a malevolent being sitting next to you? You want to get the fuck out of there. So you're trying to like jump up out of your bed and run. And like you're trying, that's too much. It's like try to move your pinky finger once and uh, and just that focusing on that. And that, they say that's a technique that works for them to pull them out. Of it's it. like the bride in uh, Kill Bill where she's trying to walk. She's like just one. Oh, yeah, yeah, one yeah exactly. Trying to move. And, one, I, so. and in reading that, I, I just kept thinking, man, it must be frustrating to be someone who suffers from this. And like I read the technique. It doesn't fucking work for me. Like that's how I always feel about uh, uh, meditation. Yeah. Like, you know, no, no, you just, you're just not doing it. Just give it some time. Give it room. No, I, I know what you're saying. It just doesn't fucking work for me. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I've tried to like move anything I could like a pinky toe, like just wiggle something. But the only thing I can control is my breathing. That's interesting too, because that comes from a different part of your brain. Yeah. Right. Um, like, so that there, there, there might be a clue hidden. Not in even somewhere. your fight or flight. That's like your survival hidden, your lizard your brain. Lizard brain. Yeah. Well, the, the thing that's interesting and that you really went down this road and a lot of them um, that has been so strong is this whole paranormal connection and holy shit do these ties run deep with sleep paralysis and paranormal. Your brain misfires and you're fucking paralyzed in bed seeing ghosts and nude were dragons and an orgy of pain and maybe that's just me, but well, that's where mine uh, yeah, well, goes. Wait, wait, what? That, that got oddly specific. <laughs> then you die, then aliens come and take you or you're fucking, you're, you're doing that uh, weird camera fly through the you know from Evil Dead. Then you wake up and your shirt was all real. Then you tell your doctor, and they're like, ah, ha, ha, "Classic sleep paralysis." That's a hard pill to swallow when you're pretty sure that I don't know Alf and the fucking guy from some movie came and raped you. You're like, "Holy shit!" And that's another one is the whole sexual deviance of it. That's terrifying. You know it. it it, it's it's frightening as fuck. That begs the question, Sebastian. You you experienced all of these things. Do you look back on them and holistically say, yeah, I, that was all hallucinations. I know it. It doesn't mean it's not scary at the time, but I know it's hallucinations. Or do you look back in and go, I think some of those experiences were real and there was a being in my room, a uh, mixture of the both. What What is it for you? As much as I want to believe I was abducted by aliens, I'm just pretty sure it was a crazy dream. Like the, I don't think anything else of it other than sleep paralysis. Got it. Well, that's the thing. It's in your brain. By definition, you can't really tell the difference. And that's why things can be so realistic. And that's why so many people refuse to believe something didn't happen. That's the problem. It's two different wake states at the same time. So you're getting the benefit of one wake state, which is dreaming. So the, your, your, your imagination's ability to conjure things. And then, uh, but you're also taking the negative of, well, when I'm dreaming, I'm normally, uh, can't, uh, don't have, you know, you, your body has a, your body shuts down for a reason. Otherwise, when you go running in your dream, you'd go running, <laughs> you right. know, running in your bed. So your body shuts everything down and you're paralyzed for a reason. These, so these things are supposed to work. They're just not supposed to work at the same time. You're not supposed to be conscious and then not be able to move those arms and legs. Begs the question, how do you differentiate between real and hallucination? Like, what do you do? I, it, it's a good question. I don't, I don't, I would, I wouldn't know where to begin, but I would, I'd probably try to approach it like, uh, any other mystery I was trying to solve. Like, is there, is there physical evidence? Um, you know, I saw a, a, a sever I know you didn't say this, Sebastian, but I saw a severed head. 
is there blood on the carpet from the severed head? You know, like that's, I know that's silly. If it was a spirit, like you're like, well, of course it didn't leave blood, but you got to start somewhere. Um, right. If it happens to me frequently, could I set up a camera to see if there's a, I that's a one that they talked to a lot of people that they didn't want to believe wasn't happening until they started doing audio video recordings, you know, or having witnesses to be like, no, you were in bed the whole time. You were just chanting and yelling or, 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 or you didn't even move. And I want to kill everyone. Satan and pal devil's my friend, you know. <laughs> uh, oh, that's a good one. It's 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 a hard pill to swallow for people, and I understand why. Even when you have witnesses, oh, you didn't do that. Well, I did. I know it. The other thing, you know, we talked about the the nightmare. Going back to that, and then there the incubus and succubus connection. So, what is considered the most famous representation of the phenomenon was from 1781. It's a painting called the Nightmare by this Swiss artist named Henry. Faselli, and it shows it, you've you probably see seen it. If you should look it up, it's a, a young woman laying kind of limp across their bed as an incubus squats on her stomach, uh, staring like over the shoulder back at, at you, the viewer, and it's drawing them into her nightmare. And it's literally was made as a clinical representation of sleep paralysis. And the nightmare, as they call it, the, the succubus, the physical embodiment appears to be two distinct terms referring to two different sleep manifestations, which, you know, explained occurrences of frightening disturbances in sleep. That's a really good point. Like a nightmare, the term, we actually are using it wrong. Yeah. I mean, by now, once something is used wrong for so long, it becomes right. Um, so the term nightmare originally was this very specific thing, this incubus thing. And now it's kind of come just for any right. kind of bad well, dream. So you formula have. like nightmare referred to, you know, no sexual content. And then if you had a nightmare with sexual content, then it was incubus or succubus. And at some point, like you're saying, John, they become synonymous and interchangeable. I like to, to define a little bit more. Yeah, that was a now I just call them wet dreams. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you pee the bed. And if you want a glimpse into Brent's soul, there you go. I don't know if it's my soul. <laughs> But I'm super bad. I got so. Oh, sorry. Was, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> let's let's on that note go back to break. And when we come back, we're not going to talk about my soul. Uh, that's coming up <laughs> um, after the break on Hysteria 51. Can't talk about what you don't have. <laughs> he, he has a piece of paper that says he owns it now. <laughs> I had to tell him, just because you write on a piece of paper, I own Brent's soul. I didn't give it to him. I didn't sell it to him. It doesn't work. And, <laughs> you oh, didn't even sign it. Yeah, right? And then he goes and becomes notarized. a notary of the public. And so he notarizes himself and had Kyle witnesses. That doesn't work. That does not work. <laughs> we'll see. I don't think. I don't know. And now I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know. That's two witnesses. So <laughs> true. <laughs> Kyle literally signed it cheese muffins. Uh, I mean, however you sign your name, they can't tell you you're wrong. I drop. It's true. They can't tell you that you're that, that you're that you. Did I draw a piece of bacon with visible sizzles. That's how I like to draw my name. <laughs> Crispy or, or floppy? Uh, oh yes, yeah, Sebastian. Where do you fall on the bacon train? I don't know. I don't like it too crispy, but I also don't like it too floppy. <sighs> Never trust a man who doesn't have their bacon preference on the ready. I want my bacon. If you drop it, I want it to shatter. That's where I'm at. Now, I'll eat it floppy. This is going down a train I'm track I'm not real loving. Wait, wait, we're talking about bacon? <laughs> John, you're on the crispy side too, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I really, uh, I maybe not shatter. I know, yeah. Um, but break apart into one or two pieces. Uh, I, I definitely like it crispy. My wife is the exact opposite. And 
It's one of those boil foods. bacon, boil, you know, like those people. You're like, what are you doing? <laughs> and it's one of those foods that's very hard to prepare two ways. Uh, because but you're getting it some of it out of the pan and then the other stuff's still crisping up and then you go serve it and then all of a sudden it's gotten too crisp. It's it's a very it, 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 I've started using my air fryer for the bacon. When oh, really? Like BLTs or something. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. I like Did it you but, end uh, up, uh, so uh, <laughs> he, John was buying trying to buy a brand new oven that had a built in air fryer and he found out that the technology was almost too new. Did you end up finding yeah. one that worked or did you have to get a separate no. one? No, we went. Uh, Went back just to a good old fashioned normal oven uh, with co- with convection bake because convection bake is not that far off from air frying. Yeah. Um. And uh, and we bought an air fryer just for the the weeknight uh, quick warm ups and uh, we loved we it. did all new appliances in our kitchen and we got uh, not only did we do a nice awesome stove, uh, we got the new so our our oven uh, above it the 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 vent is built into our microwave and we got the convection oven microwave and all that shit too so it's been fun and actually i like it every once in a while if you have to cook like a gross ass frozen pizza they cook great in there crispy and it's got a rack and it's all cri- yeah anyway i'm fat oh the microwave has a convection yeah it's or, or regular oven you can set it to 400 degrees and cook a fucking roast in there all of oh, it. Wow. yeah it's awesome so it's really good. Cool. Are you a uh, Sebastian? Are you an air fryer guy? I've air fried one thing and I burnt it. <laughs> do, not <laughs> only one thing. Have you only, do you own one and you've only tried it once or were you in another venue? I was, well, I was technically, I had an apartment and then my roommate, he had one. So I used it and I, I could have, I could couldn't figure that stupid thing out. <laughs> I didn't look at the directions or anything. I just threw it in there, but. Well, that the way, the way you should, you, you just, you act first and ask questions later. I mean, that's, uh, that's how I do things. I mean, like anytime right. my kid gets a toy and they, they give me, you know, a pamphlet full of directions, throw those in the garbage and let's just get Fuck some screws this shit out and get to work. Boop, boop. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Legos. You just look at the picture and you know how to do it. Robot. Otherwise you should in a book. And, uh. You know we're off. You know we're off track when Seabot's trying to pull us back on track. John, tell us about sleep paralysis around the world because going down the paranormal route, a lot of them had blamed it on things. Break those down a little bit. In Egypt, uh, we've mentioned these guys on and girls, I suppose, on the uh, on the show before. But in Egypt, they blame it on the gin. It's a genie, my friend. That is a genie. It is. Are you sure it's not a drink? <laughs> uh, it's a J-I-N, not a G-I-N. They, bl- and they blame it on Ryan Reynolds, yep. actually. Um, Ryan Reynolds uh, trying to convince uh, millennials that, that just straight gin tastes good. Get out of here. Get out of here, 1930s. <laughs> well, come on now. I'm just drinking it. I'm not even tasting it. I'm a big I'm a big gin fan. I thought you were going to uh, say alcoholic. I was like, what? Big, <laughs> I'm a huge alcoholic. No, I'm a big gin fan um, at times when I'm in like the mood for it. But I will admit it is an acquired a, taste. Gin is a, uh, especially like gin and tonic. My wife likes it. Tonic has a very bitter taste. And when I think gin, I think I think more of that gin and tonic bittery taste than I even think of actually gin. Um, yeah. And I'm a, I love martinis, but I want That's my That's why you got to drink ones. gin and juice. Well, there you go. Yep. Gin um, so, uh, so uh, uh, continuing on our world tour of sleep paralysis in Italy, it's believed to be caused by an assault by the pandafesh, a figure described as a malevolent witch or terrifying giant cat. <laughs> one or uh, and I'm sure I'm, two. Yeah, <laughs> t- t- well, and Sebastian, you said you had a witch. I'm sure, I pronounced that wrong, but uh, P A N D A panda fesh F E C H E panda fesh. It's Italy. You got to say it. You know. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Panda fetch, hmm? uh, it goes good with some nasi gabagoo, you know. 
What's the most stereotypical voice for? Uh, can I do a really bad Mario? <laughs> it's a me. That's a me. <laughs> this is where I'm going to shamelessly plug my Marco and Luisi on YouTube. Check it out. Sebcaso, C E B C A S S O. Yes. I love shamelessly plugging lots of things, but that's more of a disorder. My doctor. Why says. started? Why he helps start a podcast? <laughs> I had shit to plug, yeah. man. It's perfect timing, dude. Hell yeah! Uh, keep going, John. Where else? We got any others? South Africa believed to be caused by black magic and a creature called a tokolosh. Yeah, yeah, tokolosh. Tokolosh sounds like a expensive chocolate from the Netherlands. <laughs> I, I love this word. My favorite com- one is they're it's going Tolbron's competitor. Yeah, exactly. I love it when they're they're talking about all these crazy shit, and then they're like, and then it comes to the Danish people. They're like, they are not paranormal believers, and they just go, "It's caused by stress." <laughs> you literally <laughs> said the Danish people don't. Like, they got time for that. They're like, yeah, uh, there's a floating head. I'm just really stressed out. <laughs> That's the scariest one. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, holy shit. And that kind of is the scariest one, isn't it? Like, I am so fucking stressed that severed heads are appearing above my bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. I I need to work yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> what stain come from? Oh, no. It's just stress. This Jamba Juice job is really getting to me. Fuck. <laughs> In the Great White North, your favorite country, uh, Brent, Canada, is referred to as the old hat. Yeah, she comes in the form of a giant plate of poutine. And just spills all over your room. You're like, no. <laughs> I just washed those drapes. Wash that and make hockey practice. <laughs> uh, in the Caribbean island of St. Lucia, it's a creature called the Kokma or Kokma. K O K M A. Take me down to the Kokma. Yeah. In this whole line of things, this is like the creature is very much the traditional description of the succubus, the spirit of the dead. Uh, or an unbaptized baby which attacks people in their beds and cuts off their respiration by jumping on their chest and grasping at their throats. That's a very distinct, this this kokma. And it makes me think of the movie Cat's Eye. Did you ever see that part of it? Um, and towards the I end, did not see that. Uh, it's a young Drew Barrymore, and she gets a cat. And they're convinced this cat is sitting on her chest and like causing her to have, like she has asthma. Well, what it really is is this little dwarf, little itty bitty creature living in the wall that comes in and steals your breath, and the cat is like fighting to like save her, and it's a total like comes in, sits on your chest, steals your breath, and you die. Uh, cat's eye. If you haven't seen oh, it, so it's, it's a fantastic. Play, it's, it's like a, it's a, it's a play on the old uh, Egyptian. I mean, there's an old Egyptian. Basically, Egyptians in antiquity believed that um uh that the cats were kind of uh, nefarious creatures and would sit on your chest while you slept and steal your breath. Well that's probably because cats are nefarious creatures that will sit on your breath and chest <laughs> and steal your breath. I don't know if you know that. I mean if you want to be true. There's a about meme goes around it's the exact same meme it's got a dog and a cat. And the first one's got a dog and says, well, they feed me, they pick up after me, they take care of me, they must be a god. And then the cat says they feed me, they pick up after me, they take care of me. I must be a god. <laughs> do you have pets at all sebastian i do have a dog do you that i i'm a i'm a dog fan so is john yeah what kind of dog creatures it's a pit bull american bulldog mix she's super sweet she doesn't bark at people she doesn't bark if you knock she just wags her tail and wiggles because she thinks she gets pets lisa and i are big 
Pitbull fans, we've rescued them, and um, we are from burning buildings. It was it was crazy. Right. We uh, my oldest just passed; he was fourteen. Uh, we had three; we have two now, and they're both from rescues. And just just sweet. Just I love them. Love them, love them, love them. Brent, do you think you'll get a third? Uh, if it's up to my wife, we would probably already have had one, and she keeps sending me pictures constantly. So it's, <laughs> I think that clock is ticking. If I had to get to go home one day, and you're going to have another one. I know, I know. Like she's pretending, like no. What do you mean? Why do you? I don't even know. I had followed me. Oh, that's what she was doing in Jamaica. She comes home with a, a yeah. But I can't understand anything it says because of the accent. It's going to be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a dog with dreadlocks though. That's that'll be fun. Love it's a poodle. Oh, I I actually have. That's a that's a thing on the internet. Really? Um, th- it's so weird. My dog always goes. I come in the room. He goes bark. Boy, <laughs> where'd you get this dog from? Right near the beach. Beach. <laughs> I stick by my story. Now that is a that that is a type of food that is fucking hard to get outside of Jamaica. That's that's worth a shit. Jerk. It is impossible. Like jerk chicken, jerk pork. It is so hard to get a good version. They have a KFC in uh, Ocho Rios. Is it Ocho Rios? Uh, they're they're all over the place. There's one Montego Bay, they're, and they they make um, like jerk chicken outside, and there's a line five blocks long to get in to get their their chicken. They have a thing where all the food that they serve there has to be able to come from there. So the the, the pigs, the cows, the chickens, they all have to come yeah, from there. Yep. And so KFC, that's, right. that's why you don't have like McDonald's and stuff there because they can't import their own beef. It's also why you t- if you try their uh, the fries anywhere, uh, they taste so different than any French fries you'd get here. They're sweeter because the uh, alkalinity of the soil because they, they have to grow the potatoes mm-hmm. there. And then the oil they fry them in is coconut oil. Because that's the oil yeah. they have. Yeah, it's uh, just a different. You know? and, uh, uh, yeah. So it's a completely different flavor. I, lo- I, I love it. I, I, if you can't tell, both Brent and I are big fans of Jamaica. Have you been, We've Sebastian? Been- I've not been. I've been to Canada. Is that the same thing? Very, very, very similar. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, from from climate to accent, um, I it's spot on. Now you live spot in California. On. Did you go up to like Vancouver? You do live in California, right? Is that right? Yeah, I live in California. Did you go to like the Vancouver area, or where did you go in Can- in Canada? It was Malibu, Canada, and it's not the Cal not the Malibu in California, but the Malibu in Canada. It's where weird. is that at? I have no idea. I, like, I don't know where. I was like seventeen, but it's like this little island, oh. and it's. It's super cool. It took forever to get there. There's a four hour boat ride. And then there was like an eight hour, 12 hour bus ride. Lots of rides that took too long. Wow. That's, you know, I, I forget too that if it, it depends on where you grew up geographically or where you live geographically as to if you take any kind of vacation where you might go. I mean, it's quicker for us, for Brent and I, to get on a plane and go to Jamaica than it would be to come see you in yeah, California. Yeah, that's why my wife loves and her mom, and we go too. We love going there. It's a short flight, and it's you know, and then you're there, and you don't have to take long to get to where you want to go to. You know, it's just a fantastic. And it's this. It's the same reason that people in California wind up in Hawaii so right. much more often. It. I mean, it cuts. You know, it, it's a much shorter flight for them <laughs> than it is for yeah. us. Yeah, so I'm looking up Malibu. So you're just you're north of Vancouver. It's like an inland waterway, and it looks like there's no good way to get there. Interestingly enough, so yep, yeah, like I said, four hour boat ride. Yeah, you probably took you went up the river. I bet that actually yeah, looks it was like cool really too. Cool. It was huge. Yeah, uh, it's called the Jervis Inlet that gets you to it. Very cool. You know what they say about the Jervis Inlet, don't Uh-oh. you? When you're by the the water, the edge, uh, they say don't go down to the water's edge. Yeah. It's it's um, it's the Jervis Inlet, I, they, my friend. They don't know who did it. 
but they I, saw who did. I UC. saw who did. Go down to <laughs> Jervis's water's edge. <laughs> Mm -hmm. uh, Not Incubus, thank back, you very much. Back, yeah, back to sleep for hey, we didn't get a party uh, all the time. We can keep going. We can keep going. Them. Yeah, it's true. We can so literally, though, there's a lot of common themes about this, and the ones that everyone, and Sebastian ran the gamut on these, but going through them kind of fast, demons, shadow people, aliens, and abduction. We hear that all the time in, in bed. The other one, terrifying, death, floating, threat. Uh, Hypervigilance, you know, you're you're terrified. You're focused on what's happening. The incubus, the succubus, you're that's where it comes from, you know. There and on and on and on and on and on. I mean, when you're dealing with hallucinations, it's hard to even come up with a cap on what you could be seeing. And I asked around because I know some people that have suffered from it. And I, I spoke to Jeff Adamick. Jeff Adamick, we've had on the show before. He hosts Changing Hearts and Minds. And uh, he was uh, in the military, and he's unfortunately he has suffered from sleep paralysis. And I said, "You want to give us a quote or something?" He was nice enough. He he wrote me a little bit about what he's gone with. I want to read that real quick. He said, "I had my first episode of sleep paralysis in 1995. I was at airborne school, and for a while, I wasn't sure it happened or if it was a dream. Then a few years later, I started having them again, and the frequency of them increased. After being injured in combat and PTSD started, I began to have them." the episodes two to three times a week. Now it's not that often, but I still have episodes on average three to four times a month. So because I've had it so much, I've had every type of reported event, such as awaken to realize you can't move or vocalize at all. This feeling while in bed at night causes a feeling of impending doom to begin and even think someone or something is there. The more you panic, the more you can't move and you start to truly panic, then snap, you become fully able to move and you're awake. Or if you're like me, you have learned to know what's happening when it starts and use calming and focused relaxation to try to ride it out. Now, the most insane episode I ever had has happened two to three times. I wake up to paralysis, but I feel like I'm floating sideways off my bed. I'm telling you, it's so vivid of a feeling. I believe myself that this could be the source of people's reports of abduction by aliens from their bed because it's no joke. Such a real feeling. I had it so bad. They had me go to sleep for a study and it's called polysonogram. Ultimately, I had my episodes reduced from recovering from my combat physical and mental injuries and learning to self-soothe as best I can when I have it. That self-soothing is the calming and the breathing, because as you were talking about, that's the one thing that you can control. I don't expect to ever go away fully, and I still have the panic-filled terrors every now and then, but I'm sure it is a brain activity issue and not a paranormal or alien abduction-connected issue. Bold statement there, Jeff Adamick. <laughs> Cotton. <laughs> Let's see how it works out for him. Uh, what are your thoughts on it, Sebastian? What, you know, I mean, you've kind of told us yours. You, do you have any closing thoughts or how you feel or, 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 or even better tips for people that might be experiencing it? The one thing that I have noticed is when I sleep on my back, that's when I get sleep paralysis the most. That was something in the studies, too, when I was reading that they said that is one of the triggers. One of the weird things that I've uh, happened for my sleep paralysis uh, time is I was on my side, at least I thought it was, and I felt something like, you know how you could say they can do stuff, whatever. I just felt something grab my shoulder and then pull me back on my back, and then I went into a full sleep paralysis. It was the weirdest, most vivid thing, like because I could feel a hand, but it obviously there was nobody there. Yeah. So, I mean, I, like I said, I, I got no tips because when I tried to relax, it was the worst one I've ever had. <laughs> I am not going to go ahead and give tips right now because you don't want right. to experience this shit. Yeah. <laughs> but John, what are your thoughts? Well, here's the thing. Uh, no one can say this isn't real because there's just 
hundreds of thousands of people uh, experience. Yeah, well, it's a it's a medical condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure a number of you listening have experienced it. The question is whether there's a paranormal or you know kind of supernatural angle to it or connection. Is it just your brain misfiring like a bad spark plug? You know, just right. firing different different. Uh, you know, it's off. The timing's off. Um, with with when you have access to your to control of your limbs and when you don't, or do those hypnagogic and hypnopompic uh, states open you up to visitations? Is it Hellmouth <laughs> that you that you would normally not be open to? That's the question, and I don't know the. Uh, I I mean I pro- you know me I probably lean towards the the more scientific version uh, the same way Sebastian does, but not my place to say. You, you brought up an interesting thing that that uh, channel on the mind. Do you open yourself up to stuff? A lot of people that say the paranormal and or well paranormal can even include alien visitations and stuff like that. You open yourself up to it is what does, you know, if you are someone who's susceptible to it, open yourself up. So that's a hard issue because let me start on this. If you're not exposed to science back in the day, you know, hundreds of years ago, or if you're from a place with more of a superstition uh, as opposed to Danish people, or you experience it yourself, what you saw seemed real. It is real because you saw it. It Is a wonder that so many people chalk this up to paranormal? No, not at all. Hallucinations are crazy realistic. And when you're not taking drugs, you're paralyzed and stuff. I understand why. So then you go down that road of, well, are people just opening themselves up to these things? Or is it really just sleep paralysis? I'm of the mind to say that it is probably just sleep paralysis that is terrifying. But if I was an alien being, I sure would use that as a way to be able to abduct people because you can't scientifically say that it's... It's not just that. <laughs> well, the reason the reason it's such an interesting uh, topic is because it's not an isolated incident. You know, when we talk about one abduction, we talk about Travis Walton. As as cool as that story is, it's one isolated incident incident that you're relying on the the eyewitness account of a, a handful of people, one main person, and then a couple of their friends. Uh, you're talking about millions of people that uh, over time that have experienced right. this. And, uh, and they, and they all report similar feelings, similar visions. I mean, you even gave the three categories earlier, Brent, the, and, and I mean, everyone talks about how something evil was sitting on top of their chest. It's it, it, no matter what it is, it is very interesting that so many people report the same, uh, same experience. Yeah, and you got to wonder, is that social conditioning? Is that the things we see and we're exposed to are shaping that or are they really coming and getting you? <laughs> well, you know what? Or is it, or is it your brain filling in the gaps? They're they're all experiencing this physical manifestation of you know, maybe it's a little harder to breathe. I don't know, whatever it is mm-hmm. that, that it feels like a pressure on your chest, and your brain's filling in the gaps. Something sitting you turn on my your chest. head fast. You know, you're driving. You thought you saw you know inner insert. Is that a giant buffalo? Nope, it's a water tank. You know, because your brain kind of sees something and it fills into what you thought yeah, you that's saw. Right. Um, that's a hell of a drug too. You know, uh, I don't know. Importantly. It's not our job to know. You know whose job it is? The listeners. How can they tell us what it really is? And we're idiots and they hate Sebastian. I would go online. Maybe Hysteria Nation. It is our Facebook discussion group. Just go to Facebook.com and search Hysteria Nation. Also, if you are interested in letting Sebastian know how much you hate him, here is his personal phone number. Area No, code. no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> Litigation's not even done off the last time. <laughs> 
You get more cease and desist that way. Also, if you're on Facebook, look up facebook.com slash hysteria51pod. But if you're on YouTube, our main man Sebastian's got a page for you to go to. What are you talking about? Tell us about your YouTube channel. So I've got a YouTube channel. It is Seb Casso. Okay, you're done. Uh, No, I'm Uh (laughs) done. Uh, yeah, what's your YouTube? I'm sorry. C-E-B-C-A-S-S-O. I make a lot of random videos. I'd like to do short films. Like I was saying, Marco and Luisi. I've got a pretty sweet trailer I made. Or you can watch the full thing, which isn't as good as the trailer, naturally. <laughs> naturally. Yeah, I'm looking you up right now. And that was, that was one more time, that was C-E-B what? C-A-S-S-O. Like Seb Casso. Yeah, it's also my gamer tag on Xbox. It's my uh, TikTok account, my... I think it's like everything. Password, yeah, password. Uh, to my bank account. Just my social security, um. actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Slower. And again, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. Well, you got a, you got a descri- uh, subscriber and what we'll do. Are you on Facebook? I am, yeah. We'll hop on Hysteria Nation and make sure uh, that you, you post links to that in Hysteria Nation as well. And we'll get everyone to be checking that out. And everyone needs to subscribe to our man here. Also, while you're subscribing, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Hysteria51. You can find Mad Blurry Hysterias, Up All Nights, radio dramas, pictures of, no, not a picture, songs of John Rapping. Mm, that is on there. Mm, what, yeah. what song was it, John? Regulate. Mount Up. It was a clear black a clear white moon. I'm not joking. He did that in like high school in one of those like you'll be a star places. And uh, yep, that's on there. You can listen to him rapping. And it, it, for all of you that were hoping the story then went on. And so then he got a phone call <laughs> and it was a producer. And it was the first cease and desist. Hi, I represent humanity. <laughs> <laughs> we would prefer if you never did this again. You have the right to remain silent, and I hope you do stay silent. Yeah. Let's. Uh, <laughs> you have the right. I just don't know if you have the capacity. Voice of L seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven again seven seven three six six nine seven two seven seven. But if you forget this stuff, hysteria fifty one dot com, gofopedia John, I had a good idea for gofopedia. I'll say it on the air. You know what we should do? We should have that forward to our. Uh, instead of here, our T Public page. Oh. I, I'm thinking about that. That way, if they need some some merch, they could go. That's something we'll have to work on. Or maybe if you got a better idea, probably not because everything I say is usually the best. But you know, it's something we can talk about. I don't know. I, I kind of like I I I I hate the idea of giving T Public all of that traffic. <laughs> I mean, tens of people. Gofopedia is kind of a. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this or not, but it's kind of a big deal. Okay. Yeah. The yeah the bandwidth he's chewing through just for that is astronomical. Uh, speaking of astronomical, astronomical amount of thank yous to you, Sebastian. Thank you so much for doing this, and thank you for being awesome. You never know what you're going to get <laughs> when you have someone on. You were you were great. Not oh, nearly perfect. as embarrassing as it is being on on with John. Oh, well, you know that was that was my standard, so I knew I could hit that. <laughs> Just don't be like John. Mom always said like getting guests on podcasts was like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Never know what you're going to get. You take a bite out it. of it. People get upset. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> this just went in a weird direction. Yeah. I don't know what's it's happening. The damnedest thing. All right. So that's been, well, our thoughts and Sebastian's thoughts on sleep paralysis. With that said, I've been Brent. I've been Sebastian. I've been John. He's been Conspiracy Bob. Stay woke, meet sex. It was terrible. That's it for another edition of Hysteria 51. 
John and Brent will be back next week with yet more of the unexplained, the unexplored and the unheard of. Oh, if it's unheard of, how will they know about it? Anyway, if you want to suggest a topic, give us your thoughts or just make fun of Conspiracy Bot, that's my favourite. Join us in our Facebook discussion group, Hysteria Nation. Just log on to Facebook and search Hysteria Nation. Or you can always tweet us at Hysteria51Pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc what's so special about hero bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.